Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... Be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash btw podcast the details will be in the show notes that's ko hyphen fi dot com forward slash btw podcast and one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee you all know i like coffee so shout out to latoya shante soul inspired kimberly hall and kim isaiah that's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, the living style. Woo! Hope you're doing well this morning. Another day up in Adam. Oh, man, yesterday I had the privilege to be on a panel discussion with a couple of other um, podcasters and runners from around, I could say world, because... We had some folks from London in the house across the uh, across the pond there. And then we also had some folks from uh, the West Coast tuning in and uh, ATL. Oh, man. And I forget someplace else. Another Albany, Albany, New York. And I was here from Connecticut. And yeah, so it was good. It was good to see and to be on. Um, on a panel with with other people who are doing some something similar to what you're doing in terms of podcasting, but everyone has got a different a different vibe, a different um, 
I was going to say clientele, but a different audience. Same runners, but, you know, some people have a different approach to, to running. Um, I'd like to see, you know, more people out running. You know, that's always a good thing. It's a good feeling when you're running through your, your community and you see a kid. I was telling him, describing a situation where sometimes I, I run by and there's a, there's a little boy or girl walking with their parent. And, you know, to, to, to a little person... They see an adult bouncing. It's like like a big toy to them. You're like, what are they doing? Oh, my God. I just want to go for a run. So it's exciting to see more people out running. So it was a good thing. I, f- I feel good about it. And then there are times when I'm running. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, Bruce. You're, you're out and you're driving. You're not running. But you happen to see somebody out going for a run. And you're like, dang, man, I should be running. I got to get out for a run later. You might toot your horn, give them the thumbs up or whatever. But the thought has never crossed my mind to throw a bottle at somebody while they were out running or riding a bike. So apparently in Queens, there's a woman out. I don't know how she got. Layla asked the question like, yo, how did how did they happen on to, to be recording her at that instance? Was the lady already acting up? And then she they just somebody sitting in the car and just happened to be recording them? I don't know. But I have never thought about throwing a bottle at a runner it's, that, that thought has never crossed my mind I'm like okay sometimes I, I I think weird thoughts because it helps me get through the day you know it's my it's my way of amusing myself sometimes you know I feel like sometimes you're running towards uh traffic and you might see somebody you know in their vehicle and they're like well you know you're out and they may be upset because you're out you know you're staying physically fit and you're mad at me at because I'm trying to you know better myself physically and stay fit i don't they're probably not even thinking that but i i don't know if they think it's cool to like kind of like veer off in your direction I'm like that's not that's not cool like now you gotta you got enough room to drive just don't why make it difficult i know there's a lot of hatred and stuff in the world i try not to uh feed into it but um you know you go out lately been out and about and i've been seeing a lot of wildlife you know most recent sighting was a coyote and then I seen some deers. Deers are pretty, you know, that they're not wild. They are wildlife, but you, you see, you see deers. Um, and then before that, there was a bear. So this has been an interesting week, to say the least. An interesting year, 2020. You know, it's been a uh, yeah. It's I can't say it's been uneventful. <laughs> Mm-mm. It definitely has not been uneventful. You know. Um, I don't know if you're following the news and you see uh, TikTok. I'm like, TikTok, you don't stop. Like, TikTok? You know, he's upset about TikTok. He's still upset about the empty seats. And supposedly, it's going to be for sale. And I'm like, well, how is that? What's up, Brandy? How is selling it to Walmart and Oracle? Well, apparently Oracle... You know, their CEO or whatever has been investing in the Trump campaign. So he gets a seat at the table. But they're not, they're not giving up $5 billion for education. You know? And not, to, not for this 1776 project that he's referring to. And then TikTok came out and said, was like, nah, we, we are already talking about investing in education, but it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with the 1776 project. You know, and it's, it's for a different purpose. But that just seems like a gangster move. Like you, you're upset because they saw the season. Now you're putting it under this 
the guise of, oh, you know, national security. So we, uh, we got to buy you. <laughs> We're going to make you. What, is, what, is it? what does Walmart know about, um, you know, technology? They're not, they're not a technology company. Not that you can't switch and do something else, but this just seems odd to me. Mm-hmm. And Oracle, I can see Oracle, but Walmart? If they could have created an app like TikTok, they should have. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, if, if I was TikTok, would I take my ball and go home? Mm-hmm. I would take my ball and go home. I don't know. I guess you can get some money and keep it moving and just build something else. But it just seems like you're pressuring me to, to sell my company. I may be playing ball in the park and the bigger kids, you know, you know, they, they would never have a basketball. I just found that so, like, hi, y'all play basketball, but you don't own a ball. So you would depend, you know, I come, I got a ball and they want to play my ball. But then they would, I, I couldn't play. You're not going to let me play, but you're going to use my ball. That doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair. There was something inside of me that just just said, that's not fair. That's not right. There's a sense of right and wrong here. Okay, you're bigger. No problem. You've got the ball. You're going to pressure me into using the ball. I'm there. But it, just know, as soon as the ball goes out of bounds, I'm out of here. I'm grabbing my ball. I'm going home. You're not letting me play. And it became, well, I'm going to play if, I, if you're going to use my ball or get your own ball. And then you can do what you want to do. But yeah, this pressuring them into, into doing it, it just, it, just seems, it just seems a little ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but we had a good time on the, on the panel and it's going to be part of, of the race uh, presentation, the race down in Atlanta. Um, so that's always a good thing. And you talk about some of the times when you show up at a race. I remember when I started running here in Connecticut, my sister would invite me to these... Um, for two years, she was like, yo, you should come out. You should come out and go for this run. You know, she should go for this run. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. She was uh, combating her weight, on her weight loss journey and had a coach. And the coach suggested that she, you know, join this Westport running series. So after two years, finally I decided I would go out. And I think one of the races, it must have been, you know, it starts off like you're at like a mile or so or whatever. And then it goes up to like 10 miles over, over a period of time. And you pay for each individual race or you can pay for the entire series or whatever. So it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't a large fee. But the whole idea when I first started running was like, I'm paying for this? And how far is this? I didn't have concept of, you know, distance because I wasn't a, I wasn't a distance runner. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't, we ran as, it was punishment. You know, you did suicides and, you know, you play ball, you know, suicides, you know, suicides if you play it's going to be some sort of indication if you know what suicides are. You know, you're playing basketball. You run suicides. It's like a drill. It's, like it's for, for um, you know, for stamina. It wasn't like just running, just for the sake of running. And so to show up at a race and to to see, not see, I wouldn't see many people who look like me. Mm-hmm. It just I just wouldn't. Maybe one or two. There's a lot of older people. And, you know, you, you can make, you make, I make judgments about people. I'm human. You know, you, you're looking around and you're saying, this old person, you know, and I'm now I'm old. So yeah, somebody's probably looking around me and saying, this old guy, 
Remember when I was this old person? I think I could take them. There's a competitor, competitor inside of us. I don't care. I know. Somebody's in front of you and you you make them a target. Somebody is, you know, I'm in front of somebody else. They might have I might have a target on my back. And they're like, I'm gonna try to beat that guy before I get to this next mile or whatever. I'm gonna try to pass them. And so you're looking at, I'm looking at these old people. I'm like, I could, I could take them. Little did I know that these folks have been running for years and <clears throat> disappointed because it did not go as anticipated. I discovered that during my first marathon. You know, sitting around talking about, let's go run this marathon. I had no idea how long a marathon was for Sean and Miguel. Like, yo, just go ahead, download a plan. You know, you get the male ego. It's, it's, it's really fragile. I got I to gotta say that. I, I can say that with some certainty. You know, you, and you get folks sitting around talking, guys talking. You know, it's a black guy, white guy, and a Puerto Rican guy in a Home Depot talking about running a marathon. Now, they've already run a marathon. I, on the other hand, I had not done a marathon up until that point. But I agreed to run a marathon. Now, in hindsight, if I knew the distance, I don't think I would have agreed to 26.2 miles. But since I already committed, I gave my word. I figured I would follow through. So now I got to go and discover how far 26.2 miles is. Okay. How, how do I do that? So I had this little app on your phone, the Nike app. Had a little foot pod that came with it. So you can plot out a, um, a route. So I figured, you know, I used to walk from, I would walk from my house in Brooklyn to, um, to the city. And so I kind of get a raise. Okay, from here, let's go from here to Canal Street. I lived in Bedford-Stuyvesant, so go over the Brooklyn Bridge and get to Canal Street. And then that was not 26.2 miles. So I got to go a little further. Damn, okay. So now I get an idea of how far 26.2 miles. This is serious, man. This is, why did I, why did I commit to this? This does not. And I'm paying for this? I'm paying to for the to, what for the for a medal for for a participation medal <laughs> a participation medal which which is ironic when I started listening to some of these motivational tapes or whatever or you listen to these you know speeches and people or parents are upset you know that coddling the youth you know giving them participation trophies I'm like but isn't this medal a participation medal is that Aren't they the same? Basic. One is a trophy and one is a medal. Technically, they're basically the same. You, you got something for participating, but we feel good about our participation medals. We hang them up on the wall. It's just, it's just, it's just odd. But hey, you know, so I'm, I, I, I agreed to it. I figured I would complete it. Five hours and 25 minutes later, I crossed the finish line and I realized they're taking pictures. So leading up to the finish line, you know, the day of the race, it's break outside. I was not prepared. I had the old clothes on. But, uh, you know, you, you knew it's my first thing. So it's my first rodeo. I don't know how to dress. I, look, I looked a little ridiculous. I had on a pair of knee-high argyle socks. <laughs> Blue, green, neon green argyle socks. You know, up to my knees. I had a pair of Brooks Glycerins. Um, I think I had on some white compression shorts underneath some shorts. So, you, you know, you had white and then the shorts that I was wearing were black. 
The morning of the race, I purchased a neon, a friend of my, you know, a neon jacket, like a biking jacket. So I had that on. And then as it warmed up, I had to take the jacket off. So I wrapped it around my waist and I realized they were taking pictures. So I can't cross. It wasn't a good look for me to cross a line with a, a neon jacket wrapped around my waist. Just nobody's. Nobody's thinking about my jacket wrapped around my waist. I'm thinking about my jacket wrapped around my waist. The voice in my head is saying, it's not a good look, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? <sighs> Gotta take that jacket off from around your waist. Instead of focusing on running, I'm, I'm, I'm having a conversation in my head around this jacket that nobody is thinking about but you. I take the jacket off. I put the jacket on. And now I've got a lot of green up top. With the Argyle socks, white tights picking out, you know, poking out from underneath the black shorts. And there is a woman in front of me who happens to be white. She's got on a peach top. Peach shades. Doesn't even look like her hair is out of place. You know, she's got on a peach singlet, black compression tights. And she's smiling. Me, on the other hand, behind her, I look a hot mess. So I did what any, you know, upstanding male would do. I cropped out of my pictures. What, what, am, I, what am I supposed to do? I didn't know. That, that's the thing you do. You crop out of the pictures for years. Finally, I realized, hey, you know what? There's a thing. What's up, Tremaine? There's a thing. That's, they call that getting chicked. I got chicked by a woman, a white woman. Who was running ahead of me? And so this whole idea, it just dismissed, yo, out of my mind, this idea that, yo, you are fit and you're able to do it. No, she beat me. Five hours and 25 minutes later, I'm crossing the finish line. I was not prepared. I had no idea how far a marathon was. You know, you live and learn. You live and learn. So when I hear these cliches, life's a marathon, it's not a sprint. It certainly is. You got to prepare along the way. Yo, it was crazy, Tremaine, because you pull up and you figure, you know, you've ran suicides. You know, you probably got, your, you know, your your people, your kids that you're coaching out there, you know, they, they, it's punishment. They run suicides, you know? So that's what I was accustomed to. I was accustomed to running suicides or running. And then I just, there was a point where I was just running from the house to the car or running to catch a sale or running to get out of the rain. I was not running just for... Just for the sake of, okay, today I've got three miles. Today I've got six miles. Today I got track work. No, there was no preparation. But going through that first marathon, now I'm like, okay, I have to beat myself. I have to beat my previous time. And that's what kind of like drove you. And then you you learn the preparation. Okay, it changed. It caused me to change my, my diet. And that wasn't like... I didn't like set out to change my diet. I didn't set out to to lose weight. I didn't set out to do any of this stuff. Like I didn't set out to I'm going to start a podcast. That was not that was not in my mind. You know? That was that was not part of the game plan. I wasn't running. I I I heard about, you know, podcasts. I heard about technology. I kind of stay abreast abreast of what's going on. Yeah, that's different when you're running. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah, you train your mind and, and your body. But I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't something that I was thinking of doing. 
But I stayed, but, but because I stayed abreast of technology, it made it easier. And then you have you you, you think about like a coach, and a, and a and a coach or someone or a mentor that you that you're around. They kind of inspire you, not necessarily by by just constantly telling you what to do or whatever. They help you, you know, navigate the world. And you have these influences influences in your life, and it can kind of it will make a difference, you know. And Mick was was this coach that he was a big personality, you know, and it was sometimes he would just, he would just watch, you know, and, and just point, make minor, minor, minor adjustments. You know, my, my dad was a, um, was a, was a carpenter and he didn't do a whole lot of talking. So he would teach where it was like silent. And I thought about the, some of the lessons that he would teach when I would go with him on a Saturday morning, he'd get up. You know, it was like mandatory. You have to get your castor oil and uh, castor oil. I don't know if you take castor oil in the morning. Castor oil shots. Everybody lines up. Got to get your castor oil and then chase it with some orange juice. It was a practice every Saturday morning in the Oxley household. So get up, get your castor oil. Now I'm out with my pops. I would watch him do, you know, like uh, carpentry or whatever, painting. You know, you, you, there'd be a crack in the wall. And if I asked him a question, as a normal kid would do, why he would sit there and he would dig out the crack. So, you know, he put spackling, scrape, you know, prepare wall preparation is basically what it is. So I would watch him as a kid. I'm like, why are you making the whole, the crack bigger? It just doesn't make sense to me. Scraping out the crack, making the crack bigger. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're making the prop. You're making the. You're creating more of a problem. I didn't know. And so I asked him, "What are you doing?" So <sighs> sucks his teeth. You know, troops. There's so much that can be conveyed in a. <sighs> and I've and I really believe that. Sucked his teeth, and he didn't answer the question. So I just continued to watch. And so you're watching him, and you learn. Okay. Hmm. Okay. He's making a hole bigger. Sat down during lunch. After it finished, he explained to me that, you know, you, you got to have the, the, the plaster has to have something for it to adhere to. So it's got to be a bigger, it's got to be a bigger, you got to make it bigger so it can go in and it could span. Then you sand it down. Oh, okay. I see. And now, you know, at this point, the, the whole scenario is out of my mind. But fast forward a couple of years and you, you, you're training and developing. It's like, oh, you look and you learn, you watch, you know. You always played better after I watched the game. You know, you watching Magic or you watching Jordan or whatever and you watching LeBron play and you you get to feel, you watching their, 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 their steps, their movements and, and then you go and you try to mimic them on your own and you play better. I don't know. Like I get a new pair of running shoes. I feel like I run faster. After a marathon or I watch some, someone running, I feel like I'm running faster. I, I really do. Could be all in my mind. And when I quiet my mind, I'm like, yo, you know, just relax. There are times when I'm running out and I'm not even thinking about the watch. I'm not looking at the watch and it's like, yo, where am I going? Where? Yo, I just realized I done knocked down two miles. And it's going. So it's definitely, definitely helps. You know, there's a great book that I'm listening to now about um, tennis, but it's really not about tennis. It's about your mind and quieting your mind. And it talked about just, you know, listening and, and watching where we're in, as far as coaching. And that became this, this book started out 
the inner game of tennis and it went on a lot of people use it now in terms of coaching and developing and and just just it's incredible it's an incredible tool and to think that it started out with somebody just talking about tennis in your mind it's incredible anyhow i don't know what y'all got going on today whatever it is y'all make it a good one peace i'm out Thank <laughs>